Welcome back to Chad and MJC Talking Bulls. I'm your host, Chad, and with me is our other host, MJC. How's it going? How's it going? And this week we are in the midst of another bull streak. I mean, technically this whole season has been a streak with small valleys and some very high peaks. Since we last talked, the Bulls have gone five and two. And quite honestly, they didn't really have the greatest start to this um this branch of episode taking an L to the Rockets. to the Houston Rockets. Yeah, the lowly Rockets. Um, it happens. It yeah, it happens. And the Rockets actually were they're they're on a win streak at that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, uh, it's it a weird place. Yeah, but but generally, other than a three point loss to the to the Miami Heat, the Bulls have been looking stupid good, COVID and all. Yeah, which, just the biggest villain uh, has been COVID. <laughs> the protocols are just kind of killing the Bulls right now. It even claims Stacey Keen, like in terms of like now he's out for like ten days. Damn it! Is I gotta hear Bill our, Wellington. Our arch nemesis. It's like the um, the monsters, or the the, the monsters from Moron Mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just messing up every team's rhythm, except if you're the Lakers, because uh, you know they try and stealth uh suspend LeBron James. They couldn't <laughs> get it down. He he called it out and was like, "Something's going on." And NBA's like, "Ah, you got us. You can play tomorrow." God Super damn it, LeBron. Weird. <laughs> I, I don't get it like I, I i don't want to be a conspiracy theory person and think that they were purposely just trying to find a way to suspend lebron without actually doing it because they don't want to upset him but it felt super weird how they really quickly were just like okay no he's fine he's fine he's fine he can play he can play you know yeah, exactly like i i can believe he got two false negatives or two false negatives positives. yeah there we yeah, go whatever it was yeah i forget exactly the it sounded weird. Like they put out, like when you have to put out a press release for an individual player to where you explain like, whoa, he tested positive once. And then the second one was inconclusive, but then he got two negatives. So it's fine. It's just like, no, no, you should probably just have him sit for a couple more games. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. I think um, when they announced that one game suspension, I was, I felt it was a little too light and that they just couldn't, they didn't have what it took to tell LeBron he was suspended for more games. And I think you're on to something. They yeah. tried to be sneaky. But then they've also, then they reprimand him for like cursing too much in post game. Like there was like some weird shit where they like kind of called him out, like cursing too much in post game interviews. I there's like, heard that. there's weird shit going on with LeBron where like, I don't know if the NBA is just being too pushy with him or they're being too lenient with him in d- different aspects. But whatever's happening there is just kind of entertaining just because, like, the super team that is the Lakers is doing terrible. And the Bulls team is, you know, everyone, even including us, didn't think it would really work. And it turns out they're the number one team in the East. Yeah. Despite all the bullshit of having injuries. I mean, they lost a starter at the beginning of the year. Uh, then now they have, like, three players out with COVID. Alex Caruso's got a hamstring injury. And they still went five and two uh, since the last time we recorded. And if they were ever going to have to go through a stretch like this, this is the time. Like, not only is it the right time of the season, so that it's not to say that it won't be an issue later in the season, but get it out the way now and then still knock off some key conference teams like the Nets, Knicks, Hornets, which remember I said I was very excited to see that Hornets matchup just to see if they were actually as competitive as they seem. Mm-hmm. 
And they didn't, you know, we blew them out. But I believe they played the Sixers yesterday with no LaMelo. And they took them to overtime. So I think I think we had a really good stretch. We we whooped up on Wendell Carter Jr. and the Magic. You know, props to the boy. I'm still a Wendell Carter fan. But we can't have them beat us. Not, no. not when we've got Vucevic from them and all that. Especially after losing to Houston. You can't follow that up with a, a, a loss to the Magic. Yeah. Uh, so... Since no one in mainstream media, this is when we get all like anti-media, uh, is talking about the Bulls being good or being the number one team, uh, what stupid like thing do you think they're gonna like call the Bulls come like playoff time? Are they gonna call them like the Impossibles or what? What stupid catchphrase <laughs> are they gonna put on the Bulls uh, when they finally realize? Like, I like, is it gonna be All Star break when people start paying attention to the Bulls outside of Chicago? And it, I don't. They have all-stars? I don't know if... I can't think of a specific name, but I could 100% see the media being like, I'm a believer now. Oh, and God, yeah, there we go. Thing. Yep, it, that that could be a thing. Because, like, I, I honestly think, like, they DeRozan and Levine will be all-stars. Uh, I don't think Ball will, but I can, even see, I can even see Vooch sneaking in there just because... Honestly, this this NBA season, like I feel like there's no one like like I think DeRozan's a front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. And I he because, should be. Yeah, he should be. And then when you look at like the usual suspects that get MP, MVP votes for just breathing, uh, not to say they're not good, <laughs> but like uh, LeBron's not doing well, uh, AD's not doing well. Giannis is just kind of like I haven't heard anything crazy about Giannis. He's just like He's continuing no- on having a really good year but kind of like a, a quiet good year it's it's not as much media around it for some reason i i think it's because it just kind of turned into like this is what we expect from you now true which is going to like it, be held against him and Embiid has been injured but when mm-hmm. he's playing people are are riding his jock pretty hard so i think Embiid could be the biggest competitor to DeRozan's mvp but i don't know i i don't see it I don't think Embiid is having a better year than DeRozan, especially with the expectations that were had. Yeah, the only thing I, I think that hurts DeRozan's chance is the fact that no one's paying attention to the Bulls. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. I don't know, even Jokic isn't really doing anything, but he's missing half his team. So yeah. there's no one to really like challenge DeRozan. Uh, though we did see something you, you pointed out before we recorded. Uh, we saw some leadership from Levine in terms of having a step up. So like DeRozan's only competition and, you know, MVP might be like a Levine. Yeah. I honestly thought Levine in um last night's game without DeRozan, I thought we were gonna see the old Zach, which puts up points but doesn't quite get it done. And I was very nervous about that. Um but Especially it helped the it throwed up too. Yeah. Man, that first half. He was taking he was taking old Levine shots where it was just like mm-hmm. kind of questionable shot uh, shot selection. It wasn't until like the end of the second quarter when like Ball hit a couple threes in a row that it was just like Levine was like, okay, I don't have to do this by myself. It's like he realized, oh, I still have Lonzo Ball <laughs> here, yeah. and Vooch was willing to step up even though he had the hard challenge of uh, Jokic. That was one of the most aggressive games I've seen by Lonzo since that first game um, we played against the Pelicans. Yeah, no, totally. Like, there was definitely, he, I don't know, it almost felt like he had a chip on his shoulder in terms mm-hmm. of his shooting, where he's just like, no, I'm just going to go for it. 
man, he has been a, on a really good streak shooting as well. Um, in that Nets game with that clutch finishing three, yeah, man, I've got him on my fantasy basketball team too. It's a points league, not a category league, but okay. golly, he's been putting up stats. I mean, I guess not like stupid, amazing stats, but he's filling out the the box box score. With His everything. assists are rising. His steals are still like really good. So, like, I think that the only thing we talked about last time that we want to see more from Lonzo is him passing more in terms of being the point guard of the team. But I don't think that's ever going to really change too much. It's going to change in this streak where they're going to be down, you know, DeRozan, Kobe White, and Green, but and Caruso. So he's going to have yeah. the ball in his hands more. Uh, so we'll probably see like a spike in his like assists and playmaking. Um, though, man, there's sometimes where I, I just get like, I can see Lonzo's frustration uh, sometimes. Uh, I saw it a little bit, you know, when he's like trying to set up Vooch and Vooch is just a little half step too slow for some things that Lonzo wants to do. Or um, when uh, he gives the ball to Io and Io is just a little too excited because Io is just like that dude <laughs> yeah. that's just like, I don't know. Uh, Io is like Sonic the Hedgehog or some shit <laughs> for the Bulls in terms of just <laughs> like fucking full speed all the time and sometimes it just backfires like he um i think lonzo is the one who like dished him like a really smooth pass in the paint and it just like completely threw uh, like i'll like touch the ball his hand or yeah something. yeah exactly yeah or or him uh going on that fast break and didn't just slipping under the basket yeah like he, he gets super excited i mean it was his first start uh yesterday and i was a little worried in the first quarter uh, cause he, you can tell he was like a little nervous, which is why they put like Matt Thomas in, uh, right, early. Goodness. And I think I sent you a message like, shit, Matt Thomas is in within the first five <laughs> minutes. This isn't going to be good. But then they trusted IO to do more. And Matt Thomas kind of was put back on the bench. Uh, Man, when you, when you sent me that, I, my brain immediately was like, oh boy, he's just about to start jacking up some shots, but he didn't. He was, no, no, no. He was like thinking and putting the ball on the ground. Not saying he doesn't think, but like usually he's just catching and jack that bitch up. He did that like a couple times when I had sent that message, but then he kind of calmed down when they're just like, you know what? We're just going to play aisle for 42 minutes. Like, yeah. like, like they decided after seeing like five minutes of uh, Thomas out there, just like, you know what? Io, you have, you're the energizer bunny of this team. <laughs> we're just gonna keep you running like just go for it and they did and it turned out pretty well he almost had a double double last night man there are some things with this current bull roster that every moment like even with us doing good it just gets more and more confusing to me of thinking of what the fuck or what are we going to do because io is every game getting better he's still an energizer bunny like you said and He's got to get it under wraps, and he will. But every game, he's getting better. You see Derrick Jones settling in. Um, Troy Brown looking good. I feel like Troy Brown, if he's not hitting that corner jumpers, he tapers off a bit. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be all getting into a rhythm and getting in, um, getting that chemistry together. Bradley. To which, yeah, yep, Bradley like, looked real good. We'll take, at a certain point, he realized, like, I'm the biggest dude on the court. Uh, when you know Jokic wasn't on a court and he was just like oh I'm just gonna post up you know and getting blocks getting like uh like just playing defense and getting boards it was just like oh shit like bringing energy length I actually am liking him not being a starter especially with Vucevic playing so well 
yeah, I think we have to talk about Vooch uh, a little bit because we've been giving him the hardest time. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know if you want to start. I guess this is our apology uh, to, <laughs> to to Nicolo. I I will not apologize, but I will say he. I will be the first to acknowledge he is playing extremely well. And he's looking more like the Vucevic that we expected when we got him. But man, it was some zero energy plays before and him getting down on himself that, you know, that's on him. But he stuck with it, took that COVID break. Maybe, hopefully it doesn't work the opposite for DeRozan where this COVID break like hurts him. But Vucevic seems like he's in a very good space and I'm very happy to have him. Well, it, it seemed the like we we don't want anyone to go into to get COVID or have the protocol, but it seemed like he desperately needed that time away because it just like put a spotlight on what his purpose for the team is. Mm-hmm. Like when he was gone, it was like, oh shit, the Bulls' spacing kind of sucks. Uh, there's no one to get boards, and then he came back and he's like, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to shoot the ball more because the problem before is he was always passing the ball. Like they would mm-hmm. set him up for open looks and he would just pass it to someone else. And then he comes back from the protocol and he's just like, Oh, I'm going to start taking these shots that you guys are giving me. Yeah. And it was, it was even a play um in last night's game where it was just a mid range. He just got the, like he got the rebound. I forget who put it up, but they missed. He got the rebound, just put up a nice little mid range shot and everything is looking a lot more natural for him. Yeah. No, he, he looks comfortable too much. Yeah. Because it it was kind of difficult to, like, because no one knew how this team was going to gel at the beginning of the season. You know, like, we had a DeMar kind of handling the ball too much. He still handles it uh, pretty well, but he wasn't really sharing it with Levine. And then they figured out how to, like, both work, and now both of them are averaging, what, 25 and 26? Yeah, I think so, they're still both top five scorers. Yeah, so they figured it out. And then they've now figured out how to breed in Vooch. In terms of his scoring, they still need to figure out Kobe White's, but that that's more of just like an injury thing. But now it sucks because he's out again, so like he's it's going to be harder to build a rhythm for mm-hmm. him. But luckily, and you have unselfish players like a Caruso who's like, I don't need to shoot. Yeah, which he should probably shoot a little more sometimes. But he's such a good passer and facilitator, and energy defense player that just helps get the break going. You don't really, I guess, you don't want to ask him to do too too much. Um, but I was going to say like with, um, with you said Lonzo looking a bit frustrated at times with Vucevic, Mm -hmm. did you notice like in a lot of the games, it would be times where he flat out like Vooch would be open on the uh, one side of the court and he would almost intentionally look the other way. Yes. I would notice that where he's like, no, you're just going to pass it to someone else. Like, (laughs) that was that was bothersome for me when i saw it like i'm like i understand but you guys can't be ignoring each other like you got to move the ball all around keep people honest the only problem is when he when vooch was open he wasn't even really calling for the ball he was just kind of like i'm here and then they would mm-hmm. just pass it to someone else but yeah i i don't know like i've been really impressed especially the last game with Derek jones jr like he's been super good just he's another energy guy like the Bulls bench like isn't great for scoring, but they have so many like energy guys that with just one play can like turn around the crowd with their athleticism that when I look at the Bulls roster, I still have no idea. Like there's a lot of trade rumors, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I still look at the roster and I don't see anyone that's really tradable. 
uh, in terms yeah. of they will bring a good return in. But then I don't see a lot of people that I, I would want to have traded either. You know, <laughs> like that's like that's exactly how I feel. But I also feel like we have doubles of quite a few uh, players or like very similar builds of players like the IO and Kobe, um, Troy Brown and Derek Jones Jr., DeRozan and Levine. Like, yeah, they, they, they have doubles. Yeah, you're right. They, they they have a spare for like shooting guards to small forwards. There's like a mm-hmm. plethora of shooting guards and small forwards. Not enough point guards, not enough power forwards or centers. Which I... They they will have to have a trade at some point, I feel like. And even though Billy Donovan, I was watching an interview with Donovan, and he was talking about, you know, he thinks that it's all their issues or something that can be handled in-house. But he also acknowledged that Arturis is him and um, Eversley. They are very aggressive in the front office, and he kind of almost expects a trade to happen. Mm-hmm. But again, like, who on this roster do you trade outside of Kobe, which that's not it, fair. It, it, but it's going to be Kobe. Kobe's the only one that like you can actually get a return for unless you package yeah. a bunch of these people off. Like when we talk about uh, Bradley Brown Jr. and uh, Derek Jones Jr., it's one of those things where all of those people can't individually get you an asset unless you bundle them all up. But what team is going to want like three energy guys? Kobe White is the only one that has like a really good upside. Uh, for what he can end up being, which for me, I think Kobe's upside is like a very good six man of the year candidate. Yeah, uh, he's he's a, to me, he's Jamal Crawford. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like a perfect example of like and and, that, and that's not an insult to, to Kobe. I think like, no, not at all. That is a super skill set like Jamal Crawford played until he was like 40 uh, by doing that. Like I, I see him in that position or you know like which, which green does the sixers have Danny too many, green yeah like <laughs> i see him in like that sort of like position maybe a little better because uh, he's a more of a playmaker than danny green sorry i always get confused because there's so many greens in the nba like i don't know what happened greens jalen green javante green danny green uh, um there's like shit, two what was that more. duncan green the one that yeah. Dunk, gerald green yeah uh, um, so there's a lot of them but uh but like I, I, I see him as like a six man, which is why it's like almost even hard to imagine what team would have for Kobe. Like, I, I, I still don't know a, like a perfect partner for that, because like you said, it seems almost inevitable that a trade will happen. And at this point, it will be for for Kobe, because it's not going to be for Caruso, because the fan base would just lose their shit. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's not going to be Dur- it's not the it's not Demar or Levine. I mean, it could be Levine, honestly, if he doesn't. I've sign thought an about that. That's what I've thought as well. But that would be crazy. It it makes a lot of sense to trade Levine, but I just it's very hard for me to see that happening. But at the same time, like, why let Duke walk in the off season when he is for sure the most valuable in terms of assets player on the Bulls. I would just be so sad to not see what DeRozan and Levine, because I don't think we've ever really, or at least in recent memory, haven't had a team that had two like MVP caliber shooting guards. Yeah. On the same team at the same time. You know, we, we've had super teams where it's like they, you know, spread out. You have like a, 
Dwayne Wade, who's kind of like a point shooting guard. You have LeBron, who's like a small forward, power forward, and then Bosch, who's a center. I've always had like the super team spread out. This is the first time there's like a super team where like three people on that team play the same position. I'd be curious yeah. to see what they could do, but I could understand if they don't want Levine to walk. And can they afford a super max for Levine? We got to hope. I mean, our best bet of keeping Levine at a reasonable price is him missing the all-star game. I know it's just crazy. Like maybe, uh, maybe we should just vote for other people. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I still think we talked about this like an episode ago or two episodes ago. I think the players are going to vote Levine in yeah. because they get a vote. I believe they still get a vote. Mm-hmm. And players and coaches. Yeah, and I can totally see because he played with the team USA that they you know they pull some strings or like let's get let's get Buddy paid. They could send them to the Spurs, but. They don't have anything to give us. Murray. Nobody has anything to give us for Levine. And my bias, the only person I would really want for Levine is Ben Simmons. But I don't think, I think we take a step back before we take two steps forward if we yeah. trade Levine for Ben Simmons. Is Murray tall enough to be a shooting guard from the Spurs? Yeah. Kind of, right? Especially with Lonzo, that could be a really good front court or back court. I forget. I always mix those up. Yeah. But... I don't see the Spurs getting rid of him. Like he's too, especially for good. a rental potentially. Yeah, yeah but that's... I also don't see any teams that can pay Levine. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I say we trade him and resign him. Like get some assets and kind of like you know under the table be like, hey Zach, you know you're coming back, right? Well, the Bulls already lost. What did they lose? They lost a second round pick from the the ball. <laughs> Thing. yeah we're tampering <laughs> yeah which happened while we were away from our last episode uh sure gotten a lot more take yeah you know what i'm okay with that even though the bulls don't really have they, all they have are second round picks for the next like five years but okay we got like been two first round picks this next year because we couldn't trade back-to-back first rounders because of the stepian rule or whatever oh, okay yeah yeah um, okay so there is a first round pick coming yeah, I forget who we got that first, the other first round pick from. It, oh, from Cleveland for Laurie, I think. <laughs> that's great. Which is, yeah, that's a bit ridiculous, right? It's either uh, Cleveland or it was the Spurs, but I think it was Cleveland. I don't think the Bulls, or, I, yeah, I don't think the Spurs would have given up a pick. Not with DeRozan, not just to get um Thaddeus Young back and then not play him. God, if we if the Bulls got a first round pick for for Laurie, that's that's a steal. <laughs> So super duper still, and is from the back? Cavs of all teams, yeah, yeah, like he's gold. He's back. I think I haven't I haven't heard of him doing anything um, since. I'm, 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 I'm looking it up right now, uh, <laughs> but but my Surface tab tablet is not doing well. Yeah, he played yeah, he played against the Bucks yesterday. Um, he put up twenty points. We might we might have to eat those words in that bet. Yeah, come to United Center. <laughs> <laughs> and drop like 40 <laughs> yeah eh, you know what he's averaging that with a straight face. yeah he's averaging 14.6 <laughs> yeah i mean i've never thought lowry was bad it's just his assertiveness and how much he impacts winning which i don't think he impacts winning no oh, he's not, married not i had no idea oh he's got a kid wow learn something new every day uh, dude is married and has a kid at 24 i'm sitting here 31 years old None. I got a talking dog. shit about, yeah, right. <laughs> about this millionaire basketball player. 
That just makes you hate him more. You're just like, you know what? <laughs> hey, you have a cute dog. So does yeah, Lori have a cute dog? dog? Right. You're going to go to his Instagram, see he has a cute dog, and be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's just got like a plethora of cute dogs. Yeah, he, he's got two <laughs> cute dogs, and you're just like, you know what? Fuck this man. <laughs> oh, but Denzel Valentine, though. I think uh, all right, if, if Lori starts to do really well, can like for an extended period of time i'm just gonna bounce my hate to denzel valentine uh you hate that 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 pretty pretty man <laughs> him and his stylish advertisements every I time they had instagram an... so much oh i don't go to it. i just know anytime there's a new bull jersey they, they always had him model the pictures and it's just like stop <laughs> i was in the car the other day it was probably like two three days ago no it was saturday and my I like my, my Apple Music went on shuffle and a Denzel Valentine song came on. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, he makes music? I didn't know about this. It was like rap R and B album or something. I like yeah, that makes I, so I think much I sense. jokingly added it to my library and just oh, never expected shit. to really, really listen to it. Fuck. Yeah. I got, he gonna... spent his time in Chicago on side endeavors and the bench. I mean, it makes sense. He was not going to play anytime soon, so he might as well record some music. Oh my god, uh, I, I you've ruined my day. I'm going to be listening. Oh god, I looked up like Denzel Valentine music, and the thumbnail for his music video looks. Oh, his a music video. I mean, of course he does. Why wouldn't he have a music yeah. video? It's got forty thousand views from last year. Is that good? I mean, no. forty thousand is a lot, but yeah, I didn't think so. From last year, January of last year. Oh, oh, this one, the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this called introduction? Oh, probably because it's the introduction to his music career. I see. I was like, isn't he like a three-year veteran at that point? I have no idea. I'll listen to it later. I don't want to. Oh, he's got a song called "Hate Me." Oh, really? I, yeah. You know what? At least he's aware. Yeah, right. Or I have to listen to the lyrical content. He might think people hate him for his basketball skills. And it's just like, no, we hate because we never saw you play basketball. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked State, when they drafted I liked him. the boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had, I thought he could be very versatile and really bring something to the table. But then instead, he come in and just kind of suck. Not really <laughs> suck, just the shot selection and and the constant over dribbling and Ah, it's like he's such a good playmaker. If I'm going to talk well about Denzel, he's a very good playmaker that is capable of making shots. You're not really going to get the best from him on defense. But I don't know. Maybe he's not even really that into an NBA career. He's just like, I mean, quite honestly. It happens with NBA players. If I could live on the bench, I would be fine. Yeah. Like, it happens with players, though, where they they actually aren't really into to basketball, but they're just like they have an, enough talent to make it to the NBA and you might as well collect some checks. Uh, I think I was more frustrated because uh, because I guess he's a pretty man that like he just looked <laughs> like a Bulls player, like when he would wear the uniform, like when he was like first drafted and he put the Bulls uniform. I'm like, that guy looks like he'll be here for a while and he'll be pretty good. Like. I, I think we talked about this multiple times where sometimes you'll just see someone in a Bulls uniform and you're like, that is a Chicago Bull. Yeah. yeah he yeah. had that look and then he played and you're just like, oh, that is like a baby Chicago Bull. And it's like the way he played, it was it was so many times where I was like, damn, it, he'd be so much better if you guys just give him more playing time. But then 
even with his playing time being spread out, I don't think I ever really saw growth from him. Mm-hmm. And so that feeling just became like, eh. Well, I think I am going to what it didn't help is he was just like, at least my Facebook, I would see ads with his face all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Not me, no. I mean, no, I guess so, I had his music album on my shit, but. Well, I would just see like, because I like the Chicago Bulls page. Like, he, I would see the Bulls advertising shit with him as oh, the yeah, model all over there. the place. So then I'll just be like, man, they're hyping him up like he plays more than five minutes a game. He did have a lot of, from following the Instagrams and stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of Denzel photos there. Yeah, which is weird because they had Levine at that time. So it's just like, why aren't you just advertising your star player? Uh, but instead, it's like, no, Levine's too busy doing something, playing th- 30 to 40 minutes a game. So they had him available. He's a, Zach's always working out or playing. Yeah. He's going hard. <laughs> Denzel's just, he's he is kind of an Instagram, um, a social media player. Yeah, yeah. But one of those, like, but not a meme player. Just, yeah he's just on instagram he's he's good at it but yeah that's our that's our valentine talk uh for this week as we focus uh our lori frustration to valentine for some reason was valentine a first round pick mm, second i think okay that makes me feel a little better no he was a first 14th oh, god. overall <laughs> oh god what? oh what, what draft was that 2016 oh my god hold on sorry sorry podcast people you looking up that draft? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up that draft. Ugh. Who was after him? Oh my god. Uh, draft 2016 NBA. I don't know why I typed that in backwards. I just copied and pasted these sticks. Oh, oh so man, who, who did they miss? Who did they miss? Karis Levert. Malik Beasley. Though I don't think Scottie Pippen would have been in favor of um, Malik Beasley being here. No, no, I don't think he would have either. <laughs> Man, Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, he was drafted that year. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Levert wow. would have been good. I'm skipping Juan Herman, Herman Gomez, but he is actually pretty good. Pascal was there. Oh, man. Ooh, that was the same year we drafted Paul Zipser. You remember him? No. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 actually, I, I actually do. I actually do. <laughs> There was a time when I was like, ooh, I can't wait to play 2K with Paul Zipster. He's going to be the man. Nope. 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 Not at all. Okay. So there was definitely some talent passed up for him, but whatever. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Let's just, let's just blame, um, what's his name? Jim Boylan, like everyone else likes to do. Yeah. Let's just, let's just blame Jim Boylan. uh... To the Bulls' credit. Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, and Jalen Brown were the big picks that year, the first three. And so I could see them being like, I mean, Denzel's like them-ish. Kind of. It's a reach. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's lengthy and multi-positional. All right. Let, let's focus back on this team that's been yeah. acquired. Uh, anything else you want to say about the current run? Like, we kind of have a decent set of games coming up. I mean, we'll get our we're, get our Cleveland game on on Wednesday rematch with the Heat. We're then, on a very long road trip coming up. Yeah, shouldn't be too bad. I, I'm. They basically are going to get. They have opportunities to get revenge against the Heat, the Pacers, and the Rockets. Um, I'd say the most interesting game. I'm. I mean, outside of seeing the Bulls play Lowry, 
and hopefully us getting revenge against Jimmy Butler. The one that got Ooh, man, this is a very yeah, right, the great white buffalo. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is actually a, a stretch that I'm very interested in pretty much every game. Yeah, because the the Rockets, I'm I want revenge. Lakers, come on, it's, it's LeBron. That'll be fun, and Anthony Davis getting on their nerves again. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. But I think my most interesting game is the Toronto Raptors. We play them twice. I don't know. No, it looks like the second game is going to be the day after we record next. Mm, um, yeah. But I'm very interested to not only see if Pascal Siakam, um, we see some side talking between him, Zach Levine, and DeRozan, but it's always nice to see DeRozan go back to Toronto, whoop up on them. But I really want to see scotty barnes like i really like scotty barnes a lot is that is that your new um kind of obsession obsession yeah i would say so he's just so good everyone always has one you know that that, you know years for a while was derozan yeah and i'm i kind of i don't know why early this season i was kind of not i don't want to say lukewarm i still loved him but i think it was because we got lonzo and then LaMelo Ball exists now, so I'm kind of on the two-ball train. But, yeah, I'm super high on DeRozan right now, too. Like, that's my boy. Fucking yeah, I, I hope he's back by the Lakers game. Uh, That'd be nice. Especially, is it at L.A.? Or, no, it's at Chicago. Nah, it's in, yeah. But still, I want to see him go against the Lakers again. Just because it was fun last time. I mean, Staples Center officially had their letters removed today. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, Laying the foundation. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we got to get this name the fuck out of here before the Bulls play us again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, did you I, hear? What? The Pacers are having a fire sale. Oh, yeah, because uh, TJ McConnell like broke his wrist, right? So mm-hmm. uh, now they're willing to trade Karis LeVert. And one of the two being Miles um, Turner or Demonis Sabonis, which I don't understand why you would even be willing to trade Demonis Sabonis. But I, especially like to be in fire sale mode and you have that many good pieces. If anything, mm-hmm. I would look at your coach and be like, "Hmm, you have all this talent." Kobe White for Miles Turner is that possible, or is that just a pipe dream? I would like that, but if there's any way to get Demonis Sabonis. I, to I, go I don't side think, to side with Vucevic, that'd be insane. I don't think they have enough first round picks for that. Yeah, I think Turner would probably be more reasonable for Kobe White in like a first round pick in five years when they have one available. That it's would, still that very hard. Work. It's still very hard for me to think of Nova out. Sorry, my dog just that broke cute in. Dog. Yeah. You know whose dog doesn't interrupt them? Lori's. Lori's. <laughs> oh, shit, I lost track. You still can't believe. Oh, yeah, I, I still just can't think of any potential trades. I can't either. Like, like the, the Bagley trade rumors are still moving, but I still don't see that happening. Let's just trade every first round pick for the next five years. I mean, Chicago would be willing to do that, especially like Levine's still pretty long, young. Lonzo's pretty young. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just Patrick Williams is super young. Just trade the future. Who cares? You have your team right now. L.A. Rams are doing it. Just get rid of everything and get assets that can help you now. I mean, it's yeah. not like we've seen a lot of success in the draft, really, of recent. Yeah, uh, 
I wouldn't. I I would be fine with them trading the future if it's like within the next five years. Anything beyond five years, I would be kind of worried. Yeah. Uh, but I don't uh, currently see anyone in college right now that I'm like, oh, they future star. Nah. I would. I'm I'm always team. You know, you can draft Kofi Coburn, get mm-hmm. him and Io back together. That'd be nice. But and he's not. He's having a decent year, but his draft stock is not what it. I would have presumed it would be because Illinois ain't doing nothing this year without IO. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, they could try doing that. I mean, the only good thing is like they've proven that they can pull some decent second rounders. So yeah. like, I'm fine losing first round picks, especially if you're winning the first round pick doesn't really mean shit to you. It's weird how you can get a really good second round pick, but then when you're in the late first round, it's sometimes is like for nothing. If that makes any sense, where it's rare that a late first round pick is like a really good steal. Yeah. Uh, I, I but then when you me. get into the second round, it's like the stakes are so low that it's like amazingly surprising, you know, like how, how things can turn. I don't know. I, 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 I still, I wouldn't mind them trading the future away as long as they're going to resign Levine. Like everyone's still relatively young. I'm not too sure. DeRozan's what, 32? Yep. That's fine. I see- I see Marco Simonovic as a trade asset, but I I would like to see what he can do before we get rid of him. He seems like he can be a very good player. I don't know. I don't, I don't see why he's in playing time now. These dudes had eight players yesterday. I don't know that which worries me towards at this point, like just trade him. Like yeah. people even, liked him enough. Even Dotson to- hit the court for like the last thirty seconds yesterday and Simonovic never got his warm ups off. It, it worries me that like he's one of those players that is just going to be sitting for a while, and then by the time they give him a chance, it's just not going to work out. Uh, to where if you're telling me you package him and Kobe and a first round pick, and then you can pull like a Bagley Junior or someone, then it's like do Ooh. it. Yeah, I'd be here for that, especially since Bagley's not going to cost a lot with how the Kings kind of didn't utilize him at all. Like I, I, I think I would be fine, or even Miles Turner. Like, yeah, agreed. Because uh, they need another big, uh, big man, and then, I mean, then you'll run into the issues where, you know, when Patrick Williams comes back to next year, you're like, okay, how are we gonna fit everybody? But that's a good fucking problem. Bring back Daniel Gafford. I mean, I wouldn't hate that if you need to solidify uh, the bench. The bench. Uh, He's got a good starting job right now, though, so mm-hmm. I highly doubt he wants to come back here. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a terrible move if they would like somehow bring him back. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I with this roster, I think it's pretty solidified. Uh, outside of whatever they decide with Kobe, but this hey, is, they're number one a, in the East. Yeah, this is one of those teams that I love the Bulls, but I don't even want to start a franchise with them on two K because I have no idea what I would do. Yeah, I man, I yeah that. Their mystery team. And, like, I don't know why we're so, like, fixated on, like, who do we move when they're the number one team. I think it's <laughs> because when they've gone against, like, the Warriors, they've been smashed. Is it Maybe that. We didn't have like, Vooch, though. Mm-hmm. We'll get our second chance against them on MLK Day. Okay. So that's a... That's a you know, it's in the United time. Center, too. Yeah. I should go to that. So we'll see. I, I guess that's what... That'll be the the a deciding factor is if they can be competitive against the Warriors. Uh, Warriors because, uh, so good. 
Clay Thompson will be back by then, right? He's supposed to. He's yeah. still supposed to be come back by Christmas. So like, that will probably decide what the Bulls should do with their team if they should just stand pat and then just see if they can run it to the finals, which I now think they can, because I don't see anyone in the East really. Uh, I want another rematch against the Sixers, which we won't get until February. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the way um, the the Lamelo Ballless Hornets took them to overtime and barely lost the last night. I I don't know if I'm too concerned with the Sixers in a seven game series. They seem to be declining, whereas we are getting hot. Well, I think they're they're doing better than we thought they would do without Ben Simmons, but they kind of hit their ceiling already. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the mode where it's like, okay, we need to train trade Ben Simmons to bring someone in, and that is probably messing with them because they know because Ben Simmons is kind of like. Uh, a headache that they're probably gonna have to trade Ben Simmons and other players to yep. another team. And then they're going to have to relearn how to do all their shit. And it's I don't like know they if were, it, oh, go on. I was just going to say, it was like they were using the Ben Simmons drama as fuel, but they mm-hmm. are kind of burning out now. Yeah. They, 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 they burnt out with that fuel. And then also I wonder like if you trade Ben Simmons and another sixer to a team, Will that person traded with Ben Simmons even get along with Ben Simmons enough? Or is that like a headache you have to worry about? Of Like, well, we can't trade for anyone but Ben Simmons because his teammates don't like him. Nah, it would have to be a third team involved. Have to be. Just to move the parts. Just because that'd be weird, right? Because like, as far as I know, a lot of the Sixers, like they were behind Ben Simmons and then they weren't. Yeah. Uh, after that unless, practice incident. Unless they're just kind of in that season mode of where they're like, yeah, I'm... It's all for one and one for all, and then they get traded with Ben Simmons, and they're like, "Well, actually, I hated the Sixers." <laughs> yeah. Um, my biggest concern, though, other than the Sixers, I know in previous episodes I said the Bulls are going to win this division, and I'm not really actually concerned with the Bucks, but they are getting healthy and they are playing well. Um, nine and one in their last ten games. Giannis is playing at an MVP level, but not really being recognized. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to see them until the end of January. Like, which is crazy like before the all. Yeah. Right. That's insane. So like, I don't get that. Have they played them this season? No. Our That's first so, game against them is going to be January 21st. That's so fucking weird. I don't get it. It's we like they're just the packing in our book game second half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Brooklyn twice. Like, I don't get it. Who wrote this season? That's so ridiculous. Yeah, whoever wrote this season, I don't know. They had an agenda or something. Like I don't, I don't get it. But um, yeah, other than that, I don't really have much. I would. I'm excited to see Kobe come back from COVID. It Everybody. sucks that we have to be excited to see Kobe come back all the time now. But yeah. I think he'll settle in. He was already showing signs of settling in. So I don't want anyone to pull the panic button when everyone comes back from COVID protocol and then the bulls lose like two or three games in a row. It's it's going to be, you know, they're going to be getting a lot of people in and out of the rotation and people are probably gonna be like, "Uh Oh, are the wheels falling off? It's like, no, they just got to refigure out their chemistry, which is probably going to take two to three games. Yeah. I think it just sucks for Kobe that he hasn't done anything wrong, but his absence has not hurt us. And Io just continues to improve and basically play the spot that Kobe would be used in. 
He's even becoming a better three point, not better than that, Kobe, but he's becoming a better three point shooter than he's he was. Getting the reps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like earlier this season, he would shoot a three. I'd be like, mm, "Don't do that." Now he <laughs> is hitting them, you know, pretty regularly, especially when he's open. Yeah, and coach likes him. It's just a tough place to be, especially since Kobe's the last non-Zach Levine person from the Garpacks era. It just seems like they will want to wipe that slate clean. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. You want to take us home? Yeah. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Chad and MJC Talking Bulls. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Have a happy... Wait, will it be the holiday by then? No, we'll see you guys right before the holidays. Have a good one. Apologies to Denzel and Lori. <laughs>